You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Stuart Varley, and this is the Fox Business Report. Job creation by private employers was stronger than expected last month. Payroll processing company ADP is reporting 242,000 new jobs in February. It's even more jobs than economists are predicting for the monthly employment report, which is released on Friday. There was a sell-off yesterday after Fed Chair Jerome Powell indicated that interest rates may need to rise and stay higher longer because recent reports indicate some parts of the economy may not be softening. Security software company CrowdStrike shares are higher after an upbeat quarter. Campbell's Soup reported a better-than-expected quarter and is raising its forecast for the year. Campbell's also makes Prego pasta sauce and Pepperidge Farm cookies, among many other brands. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free news talk 96.5 kpel burbridge lafayette broadcasting from the matthew james tax and wealth management studios online at matthew-james.com how did the COVID outbreak start i'm dave anthony fox news for some reason that we do not yet know leaders in the scientific community took action to attempt to convince the world that they should not take the lab leak theory seriously. Republican Congressman Brad Wenstrup chairing a House hearing after recent Energy Department and FBI assessments COVID likely did leak out of a Chinese lab. But Dr. Paul Allwater, director of the National, or rather the Johns Hopkins Division of Infectious Diseases, told lawmakers the probe must be objective. Driven by appropriate scientific and intelligence experts who present unbiased findings. Investigations are ongoing. There's no consensus yet about the virus's origins. Also at the House, a hearing's about to start probing the chaotic U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan as the Taliban retook control of the country, leaving some of our Afghan allies behind. You're going to hear the frustration and the betrayal that they felt from the State Department who wasn't doing uh, wasn't doing their job. Republican Congressman Mike Waltz also just told Fox evacuations continue. It's going to take 18 years to get everybody out the pe- that pro- that we promised who stood and fought with us. The UN says since the Taliban rose back into power, Afghanistan is the most repressive country in the world for women and girls. Two of the Americans freed in Mexico are back in the U.S. Their two friends didn't make it back. We are learning that Shahid Woodard and Zendel Brown were already dead by the time authorities arrived on scene. The two other victims, Latavia McGee and Eric James Williams, survived the horrifying kidnapping. All four travelers from South Carolina 
Florida, and they went to Mexico so McGee could get a tummy tuck procedure. Fox's Brooks Singman, voters in Oklahoma have decided recreational marijuana is not okay. The question was the only issue on the ballot Tuesday. It would have legalized pot for those over 21. Oklahoma would have been the 22nd state to allow recreational marijuana use. That's Fox's Chris Mayo. America's listening to Fox News. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol Nine. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. This is decidedly not Moon Grafon. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He's taking a well-deserved day off. I'm thankful that he's chosen today because there is a lot of big news happening about the governor's race. And it is, it's a little bit overwhelming, but it is also extremely fun to jump into this sort of thing. So here's where we stand right now. Uh, Garrett Graves, congressman, said he's out. He's not going to do it. So immediately the entire media establishment in Baton Rouge turns to look at Stephen Wagespach, the uh, the CEO of the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry, Lobby. And he gave an impromptu uh, press conference yesterday where he didn't confirm those media reports, but he didn't deny them either. Now, behind the scenes, I'm hearing from people who I actually trust that, yeah, it's, it's happening. And uh, Jeremy Alford today in his tracker at, at, uh, at La Politics, he's got that as well. Congressman Garrett Graves is out, and it appears as if lobby president Stephen Wagespach will be in as early as tomorrow, possibly. There is a lot of chatter about Wagespach pulling donors off of Attorney General Jeff Landry, but so far there's no avalanche to note. A half dozen donors contacted the tracker or contacted by the tracker, said they're sticking with Landry while others indicate they may simply give to both. In fact, reporters will receive a press release this morning from mega donors Boise Bollinger and Joe Canizzaro endorsing Landry. Quote, Jeff has the courage and determination to effect real reforms to turn our state around and start a rebirth of job indus- jobs, industries, and opportunities in Louisiana. 
together with our congressional delegation in the state legislature, we have a great team, and Jeff is the right person to lead us into a great future, the two men say in a joint statement. Looking ahead, Grigsby, Eddie Rasponi, Dave Roberts, and a group of others are still hosting a fundraiser for Landry next week on March 16th in Baton Rouge. So on the Republican side, and we haven't gotten into the Democratic side yet, on the Republican side, you've got Jeff Landry, John Schroeder, Sharon Hewitt, Richard Nelson, all confirmed. They're all running. That's four Republicans right there. Now you've got Wagaspak, who apparently is jumping in as early as tomorrow. That's going to be an interesting move for Wagaspak. You know, he he is the president of Lobby, which is that he's the head of one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful lobbying group. I mean, it's right there in the name, Lobby. But it's one of the most powerful lobbying groups in the state, the business community. And he's going to throw that away for a long shot run at governor. I think it's pretty risky. Um, it's it's pretty risky when we've got the information. I'm going to jump into those polls from last week in a little bit. But it, it's pretty risky to jump into that fray right there. Because what you're actually going to do is you're going to dilute the non-Jeffo. So let, let's, let's, let's step back for a minute. You can say that Jeff Landry is the guy for you. But you also need to recognize that just looking at some of the polling numbers we've seen, there is a non-Jeff Republican vote out there for whatever reason. Nothing. I've got nothing against Jeff. I've got nothing against really any of the candidates. But I think it's interesting that you're going to jump in and essentially dilute the vote that is not for Jeff Landry. Okay, you've got John Schroeder. I, I, as far as statewide elected officials go, uh, Schroeder has won a statewide race before. Now, it's for treasure. It's not exactly the sexiest position out there, but it's still a statewide race that he's won. He's got a little name recognition on that. He's the guy that filled, that, that came in after, uh, after John Kennedy left. So, I mean, he's done a pretty good job. I've got, I, I think that, that Schroeder is an interesting look at things. You've got Nelson, who I think brings some interesting ideas to the table. You've got Sharon Hewitt, who's got experience in the state legislature. What is Wagaspak going to bring? I think he's got an he's he's got insight into the business community of Louisiana. I think that is a voice that you can bring to the table. I'm not sure what Jeff Landry brings to the table as far as economic development and business, but I do know this. And this is the thing that I think actually hurts Wagaspak a bit. The Louisiana Association of Business and Industry looks out for the business interests of the state of Louisiana. But there is a bit of a problem. Oftentimes, at least via perception, if not in practice, but a bit in practice too, lobby represents the interests of bigger business. On the national scene, they say Wall Street, not Main Street. Kind of the same thing here. The bigger businesses, the bigger industries that come in, the, the, the bigger names that come into the state and want to build in the state, want to bring jobs into the state, we don't have a business environment that's particularly friendly to local business, to small business in our state. And if you are somebody who gets perceived to be gentle-like in that regard, where your focus is on bringing in these big businesses, bringing in these big corporations and relying on their jobs, that's not a good look for you. Keep in mind, John Bell Edwards has been focusing on the same thing. 
Edwards' entire strategy was getting big-name corporations, big-name firms in here, bringing hundreds of jobs at a time. And as Moon has so rightly noted on several occasions, those jobs never materialized. They came and went before really any hiring was done. Meanwhile, throughout the state, the business community, the small and local business community, has pretty much stagnated, which I think is probably the worst sin of the John Bell Edwards administration. Um, it's not a matter of whether or not we've moved forward or back as a state. I think we can collectively say we've moved back as a state. But the problem is, it's not even so much that we've moved back. It's that we've grown stagnant. The status quo has remained the same. If he had made things even worse, if he had actively tried to destroy the business community, that would be one thing. But even even in trying to bring in jobs, they were from big businesses, the small business community has stagnated. So that is where you need probably the most economic revitalization in the state is to start working on policies and laws and procedures and, and regulations and things like that that would help the small business community throughout the state. That's not going to be the perception that Stephen Waggispack is going to have. Lobby is going to be seen as the big business entity and as the guy who is the president of that that's going to be tied to the last two administrations and their policy of bringing in big businesses at the expense of little businesses. And so I think that ultimately ends up hurting a Waggis Pack bid. That gives Jeff Landry the opportunity because Jeff Landry has the right people on his team. That gives him the opportunity and say, okay, do you want more of that or do you want somebody who's going to come in who's going to look at Main Street, Louisiana and say, that mom and pop shop, we need to revive that. We need to make sure that there are more workers for these local restaurants. We need to make sure there's more uh, local workers for these local firms. Okay, we've got some great in-state businesses. We don't need to worry about bringing in these firms from out of state. We don't need to be wor worried about these big corporations from out of state. We need to home grow an economy right now. Because you know what big business doesn't do? Big business doesn't make New business entrepreneurs in the state of Louisiana promoting small local business does. And that's what you've got to look for in the next governor. Who is going to look at Main Street, Louisiana and say, I'm going to grow you. I'm going to help you grow. I'm going to help revive Main Street. I'm going to help your local economies recover from COVID-19, from the policies of the past two administrations. I'm going to help you. To say that we just need to roll back regulation, we need a better tax environment, that's all fine and dandy. But that's big, big business speak. That's not local business speak. Local business speak is how do we help your community grow? I'm not worried about bringing in some factory to Louisiana that's going to give 150 to 200 jobs for a company that feels no loyalty to Louisiana is just as likely to pull out as they are to stay. You know, in Baton Rouge, a couple couple weeks ago it was announced that electronic arts the video game company was closing up shop in baton rouge i didn't even know they had a firm in baton rouge but they they apparently were employing 200 people there and just up and let them go with no notice a couple weeks ago and that's part of one of those industries that john bill edwards has been promoting in the state yeah we want to diversify the state's job economy we want to bring in more tech firms we want to bring basically saying we don't need oil and gas we can do other things and look oil and gas is try to be loyal to the state despite John Bell Edwards. But these big tech firms, these other big firms, these manufacturing firms 
from all over the country that have no loyalty to the state, just up and leave. You need somebody in this race who's going to represent Main Street. So if I'm Jeff Landry, I'm working on that talking point right now in the event that Stephen Wagaspak jumps in. If I'm Stephen Wagaspak, I'm going to make sure that I know how to talk to Main Street and not Wall Street. Because the people of Louisiana don't give a damn about Wall Street right now. They want their local community to grow. I think it's interesting that Wagaspak wants to jump in. I think the media turn to Wagaspak is pretty Pretty interesting. And I also think it's pretty well coordinated by the business community of Baton Rouge. I mean, that was on a dime. Sean Wilson declares, Garrett Graves says he's out. All the media starts looking immediately at Wagaspak. That is, if not coordinated, that very, very clearly looks coordinated. And you know it is. Because that's how the state works. All right, Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Griffon. We'll be back. Of course, your calls, your comments as well. 844-766-6607 right here on the Moon Grafon Show. that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Hey, folks. Folks, don't do pain, do you? What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles, just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. Find location in you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. This is an account. Okay, so is the new music throwing you off, Joe? It's not. <laughs> I, it's I, I. So on my show, I've picked out music but, yeah. that I listen to all the time. Mm. But other like when it's on the air, I really I rarely pay attention. To I music. know, huh? It's just my signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's just like okay, I need to come back. Yes. Um. 
the organ was a nice, yeah. you know, the rotary organ in that song was very nice. <laughs> uh, this is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. Brandon, of course, across the way. Uh, if you want to call in, the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open, 844-766-6607. This governor's race, y'all, is just, uh, whether Waggispack jumps in or not, I think it's going to be an extremely uh, interesting one. But I think the possibility of Waxpack jumping in, uh, I'd, look, I, I'm not going to begrudge, begrudge anybody coming in. Um, I'm not. I, I think anybody who wants to jump in, if you've got something to say, if you've got something to add to the race, why not? And, of course, the interests of the business community are of interest to the state. So let the president of lobby come in. Let him jump into the race. Let him say what he wants to. I think if you're part of the group that wants to not have Jeff Landry you want to go ahead and start backing somebody who's already in the race because here's the problem. Waggis Pack jumps in. You have five Republicans in the race, one of whom is Landry, who has just dominance on the money side right now. It's at least a six, seven million dollar buy-in to compete at this point. If you have four other candidates and you you have Jeff Landry, who with his own polls says that he's got about 48% of the Republican vote locked in. Um, then what you've got is uh, you've got four different ways to split the money and the vote against Jeff Landry. You should consolidate into a non-Landry or a couple of non-Landry candidates if that's what you want to do. Again, I'm not pro-Landry. I'm not anti-Landry. Um, all of the candidates who are in so far I think they've got something that they can add to the debate. On the Republican side, the Republican Party has to choose what it's going to do. I mean, the Republican Party has spent so much time fighting amongst themselves in past gubernatorial elections. If we can just have a nice, healthy debate on the issues and not the character of the candidates in the race, I think we've got a lot better chance. Not saying that character doesn't count, but... The character of all the candidates who are in, there's there's nothing really bad about any of their character. They don't have character flaws. We may have disagreements on ideas, but I want those to be worked out on the stage in a possible in a in a in a positive way. So let Jeff come to the table with the stuff he's been fighting for. Um, he's going to have to come with some solid policy that doesn't just focus on the culture war type stuff. Uh Sharon Hewitt, let her come to the table with her experience inside the state legislature. Let Nelson come in as a fresh face with new ideas to the Republican Party. Let Schroeder come in from the fiscal perspective of being the state's treasurer and what financially our state needs. Let Wagaspak comes in with the business interest of the state. But let's have a debate on all of those because there may be something that Schroeder has in, in his record as state treasurer or the Louisiana Bond Commission because he and Landry have actually uh, – he and Landry have sparred on the bond commission before. Let them have those debates out in the open. Let's have that on the debate stage. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's what the donors in the state need to realize. You need to give your money to the candidates. Don't give your money to the PACs. And here's why. Candidates, according to election law, get the lowest rate for ad buys. So if you are, from a political strategy perspective, if you're trying to get the biggest bang for your buck, give the money to the candidates instead of the PACs. 
If you just want to throw a bunch of money into the race, go ahead and give to the PAC and let the PAC spend accordingly. But keep in mind, your ad money is not going to stretch as far. That's just what it is as far as as, as far as the election strategy goes. The biggest bang for your buck in terms of ad buys goes by giving money to the candidates. So if you're a big donor and you're looking for somebody to give your money to, find the candidate you agree with most. And I'm not saying if you're an anti-Landry donor to just everybody consolidate behind one person. Go ahead and pick one to two people that are in there and give the money to them. Let them kind of consolidate a bit. And let's have a three-man fight instead of a five-man fight. Five-man fight is not going to get you anywhere if you are against Jeff Landry. If you are pro-Jeff Landry, keep giving your money to Jeff. He's got a big boost in the money right now. But as the race consolidates, then you're going to need to spend more of that money to build yourself up ahead of the uh, jungle primary. And you still need the reserves to win against the Democrat in the runoff. Now, the Democrat, of course, is also a big factor here. Because you've got, as your Democrat, Sean Wilson, and he stepped down from serving decades with the Department of Transportation and Development. He's got some experience in one of the other big issues of the state, and that is infrastructure, although you can drive on Louisiana's roads and and make an argument that it's not worth the damage to your tires to drive to the polls to vote for him. But you need enough money to be able to go up against the Democrat in the runoff because Sean Wilson's going to pick up very easily 30 to 40% of the state just by the Democrat vote alone. Especially having a black Democratic candidate statewide, that's going to drive the black vote out at a higher rate than they normally do because they tend to go vote for a black candidate more frequently than they would go for a white Democratic candidate. Now, John Bell Edwards was able to get record black turnout for him. But... As a black candidate, Wilson has some advantages. All right, let's take this break. We'll be back here on the Moon Graffon Show. Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, Is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. 
So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. From the humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods is striving to provide superior service and quality products for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber, Dino Hardwoods stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see that stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods. When it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now, molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. they got three great locations. The corporate office is right here in Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com, DinoHardwoods.com, great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana company. Come on, Patty! Patty in the Park, 2023, Friday, March 17th. Park International, downtown Lafayette, presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Gates open at 530, music starts at 6, with Jamie Bajron and the Kicking Cages. Rouge Crew, DJ Digital. And then it's time to stand up and get crunk with the Yin Yang Twins. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago. Tickets on sale now at eventbrite.com and at all Legends locations. $20 in advance, 25 day of. The Patty Party rolls all night long with the official after Patty Party on the patio at Legends and Marley's. Patty in the Park, March 17th at Park International. Presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Featuring Jamie Bazeron, Bruce Crew, DJ Digital, and the Yin Yang Twins. Get your tickets now. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon, who is taking a well-deserved break I think all of the Louisiana governor news that's been coming out is probably a bit overwhelming, even to somebody like Moon. Uh, so we're just letting him take a rest before he comes back loaded. for. I think, is he in Baton Rouge tomorrow, Brandon? Yes, he's going to be at the Solution Summit. Oh, man. With the Pelican Institute. Oh, man. I bet he, right in the heart of everything, I bet he's going to have a lot to say. Mm -hmm. So sticking with the, the governor stuff. You know, last week we had two polls come out. The first was from Richard Lipsy, who is one of the names behind kind of this anti-Landry movement, it sounds like. He released a poll, and this was back, I think, when he was trying to convince Garrett Graves to run. And this poll came out that said that Jeff Landry only has a, a little less than a, a quarter of the vote, but still had more support than anybody else in the state. But a lot of the names in that poll were people who weren't running. Bill Cassidy, Garrett Graves, uh Gary Chambers, Katie Bernard on the Democrat side. Uh, those are people who aren't running, and yet they got a high percentage of the vote, which left Schroeder and Hewitt with, with practically little support, and Nelson wasn't even on there. So that poll was commissioned, it was done privately, and then it was handed immediately off to the advocate. A little bit later that week, Landry's campaign releases a poll that they had done privately 
to Greg Hilburn with the USA Today Network, the Gannett Papers in the state. And his poll showed among Republicans near majority support, about 48, 49 percent in the polls. And everybody else came in a little bit later than that. And it focused on candidates who were in the race. Now, here's the thing for both of those polls. Those polls were commissioned and then immediately handed to the media. They're narrative polls. These are polls that are meant to shape public opinion. Yes, we have support. Yes, we've got more support. Yes, there is a a hunger, as Garrett Graves said in, in some statement, a hunger for somebody else to jump in. And so they released the data that shows that. Okay, because as good as polling is at collecting data, polling can also be used to shape the narrative. And, and I've got a video clip, Brandon, if you can cue that up real quick. This is a lengthy bit. It's from an old BBC show called Yes, Prime Minister. But this particular bit explains narrative polling better than probably I ever could. But that silly grand design, Bernard, that was precisely what you had to avoid. How did this come about? I shall need a very good explanation. Well, he's very keen on it. What's that got to do with it? <laughs> Things don't happen just because prime ministers are very keen on them. Neville Chamberlain was very keen on peace. <laughs> He thinks, he thinks it's a vote winner. Ah, that's more serious, Sedan. What makes him think that? Well, the party who had an opinion poll done, it seems all the voters are in favor of bringing back national service. Well, I have another opinion poll done showing the voters are against bringing back national service. <laughs> we can't be for it. Oh, of course they can, Bernard. Have you ever been surveyed? Yes, well, not me, actually, my house. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> well, Bernard, you know what happens. Nice young lady comes up to you. Obviously, you want to create a good impression. You don't want to look a fool, do you? <laughs> no. no. So she starts asking you some questions. Mr. Woolley, are you worried about the number of young people without jobs? Yes. Are you worried about the rise in crime among teenagers? Yes. Do you think there's a lack of discipline in our comprehensive schools? Yes. Do you think young people welcome some authority and leadership in their lives? Yes. Do you think they respond to a challenge? Yes. Would you be in favor of reintroducing national service? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose I might. Yes or no? Yes. Of course you would, Bernard. After all you've told you, you can't say no to that. <laughs> so, they don't mention the first five questions and they publish the last one. Is that really what they do? Well, not the reputable ones, no, but there aren't many of those. <laughs> so, alternatively, the young lady can get the opposite result. How? Mr. Woolley, are you worried about the danger of war? Yes. Are you worried about the growth of armaments? Yes. Do you think there's a danger in giving young people guns and teaching them how to kill? Yes. Do you think it's wrong to force people to take up arms against their will? Yes. Would you oppose the reintroduction of national service? Yes. <laughs> there you are, you see, Bernard. The perfect balanced sample. <laughs> so, we just commission our own survey for the Ministry of Defence. See to it, Bernard. Uh, yes, but uh, what about the broadcast? All right, so that's, that's... So, basically, you get it, okay? You can have a poll basically say whatever you want if you ask questions a certain way, if you basically lead the, uh, the person that you're polling that way. And I'm not saying that either of these polls was done dishonestly, but based on how you ask the questions, either intentionally or unintentionally, you can affect... The results of the poll. And so you can have these private pollsters who work with candidates or, or privately commissioned folks. You can run the poll and you can get that poll to prove 
their hypothesis, which is really just, you know, how a lot of the media also works in, in certain regards, too. But when you release a poll straight to the press, especially inter- – I, I hate internal polls that get released to the press. When you have internal polls that you don't release to the press, those are the really good ones. Those are the really expensive ones. Those are the ones that you sent, that, that you do, and it informs your campaign. Neither of these polls were done to inform a campaign and help uh, develop political strategy. These polls were done in order to tell the public, hey, what we're saying is right. So both of these groups, the pro-Jeff Landry group and the anti-Jeff Landry group, are trying to show that what they think is actually right. So you can disregard those polls, although they both show one piece of information that is indisputable in the state of Louisiana. And that is Jeff Landry has a significant advantage over his competition on the Republican side. What's more, Sean Wilson has a lot of room to grow. Because if Jeff Landry's poll is right, and he does have nearly 50% of the Republican vote locked in, if it came down to a runoff, he's got a significant advantage because the state is more Republican than Democrat. Wilson has to do two things. He has to get his name ID up across the state. He needs money to do so. The second thing he needs to do is really rely on John Bell Edwards' team, which he's going to do. I, I'm, I know that John Bell Edwards is sending a lot of his election team over to Sean Wilson to help run that campaign because they were excellent at fundraising for, Wils- for John Bell Edwards in the previous two elections. Now, most of that team went to Luke Mixon, and Luke Mixon had the charisma of the wall right behind me. Very blank, very, uh, very, very empty, very bare. There was not much to attract voters to Luke Mixon. But there is something to compel voters to Sean Wilson. And so combining that with John Bell Edwards' team for the past two cycles does help Wilson out. But Wilson is working very far behind. But so did John Bell Edwards. How many people outside of his district and outside of Baton Rouge knew who John Bell Edwards was prior to his running for governor? Sean Wilson has a little bit of an advantage because he was the head of the Department of Transportation and Development here in the Lafayette area. He's fairly well known. He's from the area. People recognize Sean. He's fairly well liked in the area. Outside of this area and outside of Baton Rouge, he still has a lot of room to grow. Now, He's got a friendly media throughout the state. Let, let's get that. He's, he's a black Democratic candidate. The media is going to be very sympathetic to Sean Wilson. The Advocate and the, the, and, and the NOLA paper will just absolutely fawn over him. The Gannett papers will give him more coverage than they give to the other Republicans. And the other Republicans will get more negative coverage, especially Jeff Landry, considering the culture war stuff that he is embedded with right now. Wilson will get more coverage and more favorable coverage. Republicans will get less coverage, and Jeff Landry in particular will get most of the negative coverage in the race. That's just how it's going to work. So that does help Wilson pick things up. But that brings me back to the Waggis Pack thing. That brings me back to the Republican candidates. If you had to ask me right now, I think Jeff Landry and Sean Wilson go to the runoff in, in November. We have an October election for the general, and then the runoff would be in November. If you had to ask me right now, I think it's Landry and Wilson going to the runoff. 
things can change. But given the support for Landry, given the money that Landry has, he's got the clear advantage in the Republican field. He's not, he's not, it is possible to take him down. He's not infallible here. He's not uh, guaranteed to make it. But he does have the clear, distinct advantage. And most Republicans in the state are recognizing that. In fact, it looks like most of the business community is also recognizing that, despite the fact that Wagsbag is looking to jump in as early as tomorrow. So you've really got a solid Republican backing for Landry. I'm not sure if any of the others, even Wagspack, could overcome that. All right. The Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open. 844-766-6607 if you want to call in. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. Back in just a moment. Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Hey, folks. Don't do pain, do you? What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles. Just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. Find location of you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. When you think about how you'll spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Champagne's Marketing. Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. The Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open 844-766-6607. Uh, so with all that is going on in this governor's race, uh, the Landry campaign is confirming that mega donors Boise Bollinger and Joe Canizaro are still backing Attorney General Jeff Landry. 
Uh, this comes as news of lobby president Stephen Wagaspak planning to jump into the race. I guess with Graves, I, just one more time, Moon is right. We are a state where you have to announce that you're not running for governor. I'm not running for governor. Brandon has refused to say. Um, wait, wait, I'm on the record. No, I am not running. It's for a new, it's a new day. Yeah. You yeah. know, well, there's, there's people jumping in to say they're considering it all the time. You never know. You yeah. might change your mind. I'm just ready for the field to get set. And like, can we like set a deadline of like Friday? You either enter, you're out and let's just move forward. I wish, Yeah, I know. but that's not how Louisiana politics works. No. You know that don't be silly, Brandon. No, no. So some other statewide election stuff, uh, that was in uh, Jeremy Alford's tracker uh, this morning, which, of course, I've conveniently exited out of, uh, so I have to go back and find it. So there's some other moves being made. Public Service Commissioner Mike Francis of Crowley is seriously considering a challenge to Kyle Ardwin. Oh, boy, what fun there. Um, <laughs> businessman Brandon Trosclair intends to run as well as a Trump brand candidate but his fundraising shows very little movement. On the treasurer's side, Congressman John Fleming has made it official that he's a candidate for state treasurer. He joins fellow Republican Representative Scott McKnight early in the field. Fleming has been out of the game for a touch, but he's a successful businessman who could throw his own jingle in if necessary. Having met with and having interviewed Fleming several times when he was in Congress, he's very good as a politician. I think he would do very well in that particular race. Now, again, the time he spent out of Congress is, uh, that is something to consider, but I really do think that Fleming actually has a better chance than maybe some people who think he's been out of the game too long would say. I also know that he's got a, uh, uh, Fleming's got a pretty big backing among statewide Republicans. I mean, he was, he was well-liked by his colleagues who are and were in Congress uh, and he's still got a very strong base of support among Republicans throughout the state. Um, the big question, according to Alford, is if Fleming's old boss, former President Donald Trump, gets involved in the contest. Trump will almost certainly be in Louisiana this cycle to support his chosen candidate for governor, Attorney General Jeff Landry. So that's it on the other statewide races. Louisiana... I think it was Alford who wrote recently that Louisiana is looking at yet another record-breaking spending uh, for the Louisiana gubernatorial election, possibly breaking $100 million, which is, you know, great for those of us in the radio business. Um, it's going to inundate all of us. <laughs> it's going to inundate all of us. Brandon, we can take this one. I know who this one is. Uh, we have... Uh, you know, we have a lot of candidates who are in the field, a lot of money that's going to be spent on this race and some of the other races. So it'll be very interesting to see if those ads and, and that recognition statewide can help boost some of those candidates, especially in the governor's race, because I still don't know. Um, I, I still I still don't know how much money there is to go around with Landry having as much as he does. So anyway, all right, the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open, 844-766-6607. Let's jump right to the hotline now. We've got David in Natchitoches. David, how are you this morning? 
Fine. Uh, doing well, uh, Joe. Have you mentioned uh, Richard Nelson that's running for governor? I've mentioned him a little bit. I, you know, He's kind of a fresh face to Louisiana politics in general. He's got some interesting ideas, and I think just kind of a fresh perspective on the race isn't a bad thing. What do you think? Well, uh, if he uh, if he's in favor of abolishing the uh, income state income tax and shifting it over to property tax, I'm all for him because you know a lot of these uh, people that have homestead exemption are glad to vote a tax because they don't have to pay it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that could help. And, of course, uh, he wants to uh, do away with tax exemptions for these big companies. And uh, I, tend to, uh, I tend to hate these big timber companies. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not against, uh, I'm not against private business, but they own huge well, – one, one of the richest families in the nation owns enough land in Louisiana – that would be more than some parishes in Louisiana. Yeah. But they pay very little tax, you know, for tearing up our roads. Yeah. And uh and when uh and when our police jury or any agency uh contemplates uh taxing them or doing away with an exemption, they go into a full court press to uh you know i don't i'm not gonna say they buy off the uh politicians but they they put huge pressure on them yeah to uh you know to uh, yeah and therefore i think probably uh richard uh would have a tough road to hoe because yeah. i mean they'll, they'll come out way harder against him than they did um john bell edwards yeah, they were. I mean, I remember. Uh, I remember when uh, John Bell Edwards ran the first time. I saw a huge, you know, uh, full-page ads in the Baton Rouge paper, signed by you know folks like Casey Timber Company, Royal Martin. I forget who all. That you must vote for David Vitter. Yeah. Of course, they were running a they were running a real hard horse to run when they ran David Vitter. Uh, I mean. Usually, I vote. Uh, usually, I vote conservative and vote for a Republican. But I sent my hundred dollars to uh, Edwards because uh, I would have voted for a monkey before I'd have voted for David Vitter. Well, that's uh, that is uh, a, a good point on on Nelson and the big business uh, ventures. I you know I agree that Vitter was a very very tough candidate to run in that particular race, and I think the Republican Party could have done better. I am curious to see. If Nelson can make any headway, like you said, he's got a tough road to hoe. And it is, uh, I mean, he, he's starting with the least recognition of anybody in the state. He needs a fast infusion, uh, infusion of cash. But I do like, like you said, you know, tax reform in the state is going to be a big thing. And really, as I was saying at the beginning of the show, and one of the reasons I think that Stephen Waggispag is going to have a tough time is that the big business interests always get favorability in the state while the small business community in the state suffers. So, if they go into a full pours, a full court press against Nelson, like you said, yeah, I I do think that that actually makes Nelson a little bit more appealing in my eyes. Well, I think uh, Nelson's chances are slim and none. And the only thing I hate about it is that uh, he has to give up his seat in the legislature yeah. if he runs. Is that correct? Yes, he, he can't run for both offices under I think state. state. Okay, so then he loses a good bit of name recognition and a platform to uh, build for a later run. But 
because, uh, you know, sometimes ideas like that take time to take hold. Yeah, they do. But what benefits him in that regard is that in this state, we do have term limits in the legislature. So it's very easy for him to get back in relatively quickly. He'll be out of the game for a bit, but he'll have a chance to get back into the legislature or run for another statewide position and work his way back up from there. David, thank you very much for the call. We've got a hard break here. We're going to be back in the second hour. We're going to turn to some national news. I want to talk about what's happening in the U.S. and even some global issues. So we'll have that and more here on the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. As always, you can call in 844-766-6607 on the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Talk to you guys again at the top of the hour. Facts, the Dan Bongino Show, and here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Did COVID leak out of a Chinese lab or not? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Dr. Robert Redfield thinks it did, telling a Republican-led House hearing this morning. Unleashing a new virus to the world without any means of stopping it and resulting in the deaths of millions of people. He was director of the CDC when the pandemic first hit in 2020, and he joins the FBI and Energy Department assessing a likely COVID lab leak. But Democrats like Congressman Raul Ruiz insist there's no consensus on COVID origins. We must allow our scientists and intelligence communities to gather evidence without politicization, extreme partisan rhetoric, or conspiratorial accusations. China is also a topic at a Senate hearing into worldwide threats. The next few years are critical as strategic competition with China and Russia intensifies, in particular, over how the world will evolve and whether the rise of authoritarianism can be checked and reversed. Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines, the Treasury Department has just slapped sanctions on Iran's top army commander and other senior officials over human rights abuses. Now to Texas. We are in front of the local hospital here in Brownsville where the two surviving Americans are still being treated this morning. As for the two deceased Americans, their bodies are still in Mexico right now with the FBI saying they are working on bringing them back to the United States. Fox's Bill Malugin, they were kidnapped Friday, believed to be mistaken by a drug cartel for members of a rival gang. Republican Congressman Mike Waltz tells Fox the U.S. needs to take action to stop these cartels. We're talking cyber, space, intelligence, special operations targeting. These cartels have declared war on us. We cannot hand, we cannot tolerate a narco-terrorist state controlling our border. The Justice Department just announced a review of the Memphis Police Department after the Tyree Nichols beating during an arrest that led to his death in January. Seven officers have been fired. Five are charged with second-degree murder. America's listening to Fox News. 
Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-857-5656. That's 800-857-5656. Lanny went to college and racked up huge debt. A little bit over $100,000. For a degree he couldn't use? Now what? I had a friend that went to my computer career and they talked to me about it. He was done in just months. I did do it online. They even helped him get hired immediately after graduation. One of the things I love about IT is that you can work from anywhere you want. You could become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at My Computer Career. It worked for me and I know it can work for you. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. Plenty of fog across Acadiana early this morning. We'll want to give yourself a couple extra minutes on the roadways here. Don't want to get in a hurry on the way to work. Now, the good news is by mid-morning, we'll start to see the fog burning up. We're being left with mostly sunny skies towards the afternoon. Temperatures getting up to about 84 degrees for the high today. Winds from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows getting into the upper 60s. Same kind of forecast coming up again for your Thursday. A little bit cloudier, though, by Friday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. K- the views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. He is taking a well-deserved break. And we'll be back tomorrow live from Baton Rouge. In the meantime, if you want to call in, the Matthew James uh, Tax and Wealth Management hotline is open, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the program. So I want to look at some national things real quick because we have a lot going on in the country that is at times just as important as the stuff going on here in the state. Now, normally I would say pay attention to the local stuff, pay attention to the national, pay attention to the state stuff. Don't give as much of a uh, don't don't give as much attention to the national stuff, but but there is some stuff going on nationally that I want to get to uh, in just a moment. But we do have a caller on the line. Good morning, welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. How you doing today? Doing good. How are you? All right. Um, I want to take exception to something you've been doing. Okay, you're uh, advocating against Jeff Landry. I am not. Um, I'm, I'm not well, advocating well, yeah, this. Listen to, wait, listen, listen to what I've got to say. You've said three or four times, if we keep putting more Republicans in the race, 
it's going to dilute the uh, vote and can't beat Jeff Landry. You said it three or four times. So to me, that's advocating against Jeff Landry. Okay, but in the context of what I was saying, I said, if you are somebody who is looking to not have Jeff Landry, that's what you need to do. I was speaking purely on the political strategy part of it. I'm not advocating against or for anybody. I'm saying that if you are somebody, if Jeff Landry's not your candidate, that's what you need to do. I am not against Jeff Landry at all. I've, I've met Jeff. I like Jeff. I would be fine if Jeff was the governor. I'm not for or advocating against anybody, though. Yeah, but just listening, like I said, at least three or four times you said, if we keep diluting it, we can't beat Jeff Landry. So I never said I, I never said we can't beat Jeff Landry. That Not once did I say that. I never said we. I'm not including myself in that group. I said you, as in the people who are against Jeff Landry. And trust me, I know plenty of them. There are a lot of people who are slightly more moderate on the Republican side who are not fans of Jeff Landry. They would prefer somebody else. If it came down to it and Jeff Landry were the guy against the Republican Sean Wilson in a runoff, they're going to vote Jeff Landry. They would just prefer somebody else. And so if that if those people are looking for somebody other than Jeff Landry, they need to not dilute that vote. That's what I'm saying. I am not advocating for or against anybody. Thank you very much for the call. All right, so I want to get into something extremely serious, though. On the national side, there are, there are some problems. The biggest problem that we're facing as a country right now is um, is the fentanyl crisis, the opioid epidemic in particular, the fentanyl crisis, and the the uh, the press secretary for the Biden administration, Karine Jean Pierre. She actually said yesterday that that the fent that fentanyl is now at historic lows. In the U.S., I want you to listen to her actually try to justify that. This is incredible to listen to. Well, let's be very clear. Let me take on the drug part here, because since you brought this up, um, because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows. I don't know who th who she thinks she's fooling. Nobody in the room actually believed that, and nobody listening to that can actually believe that. According to the DEA administrator Ann Milgram, the cartels are killing Americans with fentanyl at catastrophic and record rates like we've never seen before. At U.S. ports of entry, they have seized a, a, well over 100,000 pounds of fentanyl. Between ports of entry, several hundred more pounds. It's getting into the country. It's flooding our streets. Just the other day, in uh, before the Senate, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, said that the Mexican cartels are doing this on purpose. They are flooding our streets on purpose with fentanyl. They are killing Americans on purpose with fentanyl. You don't say that. And you're the administration that you work for somehow come in and say that, well, you know, uh, it. It's at historic lows. Like those are conflicting messages. 
you're not winning the war against fentanyl, and you're certainly not winning the war against the cartels. The cartels are an enemy of state. They should be designated as a terror organization. There was an opinion piece, a, a guest column at Politico uh, last week sometime that basically said that, uh, that we need... Um, we need to be able to declare the cartels a terrorist organ terrorist organizations, and in fact, the Biden administration has the ability to do that. They have the ability to do that. They just won't, for whatever reason. They just won't do that. I want to play this bit uh, by Merrick Garland from that. Fentanyl deaths uh, are more than gun and accident deaths combined in the United States. Did you know that? Yes, sir. I mean, this is, how would you describe the fentanyl problem in America? It's a horrible epidemic, okay. uh, but it's an epidemic that's been unleashed on purpose by the Sinaloa um, and the new generation Jalisco cartels. Okay. Let's just stop and absorb that for a moment. It's a horrible epidemic. It kills more people than car wrecks and gun violence combined. And the question is, what are we going to do about it? Uh, under current law, fentanyl loses its Schedule One status by the end of the year. You oppose that, I, I assume. I certainly do. Fentanyl, all fentanyl-related um, um, drugs should be scheduled. These support mandatory schedule. minimums for people dealing in fentanyl. I think we already have mandatory minimums for people. Do you dealing think this should be increased? Um, I, I think we have, we have more than enough um, ability now to uh, attack this problem. Well, would you agree with me? Whatever we have is not working. Well, I, Whatever I, we're doing is not working. I, I agree with that because of the number of deaths yeah, that you so, pointed out. So, so just keep an open. So he says that, that, that uh, this is being unleashed on Americans on purpose, yet at the same time. Me Mexican drug cartels, should they be... Uh, designated foreign terrorist organizations under U.S. law. Yeah, I think it's the, the same answer I gave before. They are already uh, designated in any number of ways and sanctioned by the Treasury. Would you oppose some of us trying to make them foreign terrorist organizations? I wouldn't oppose it, but again, um, I, I want to point out their diplomatic concerns. We need the assistance of Mexico in this. Okay, so uh, we, we need to be clear on this. There are diplomatic concerns with naming drug cartels terrorist organizations. Despite the fact that before that he said the cartels are unleashing this flood of fentanyl on American streets on purpose. That's where we're at. That's where we are here. The Biden administration does not, under any circumstances, want to label the cartels terrorist organizations, despite the fact that they have officially said through Merrick Garland that all this is being done on purpose. That is pretty extraordinary. It's pretty important to note that the Biden administration says this is being done on purpose, but they don't want to label a group that is unleashing an epidemic of deadly narcotics on American streets not a terrorist organization, because of diplomatic concerns. That should bother each and every one of us. It, does, it clearly doesn't bother the Biden administration, but it should bother each and every one of us. The fentanyl crisis is a major, major problem in the United States. The drug crisis overall is a problem. But what we have 
is the U.S. government for years. I mean, this is we're talking spanning several administrations. The U.S. government has consistently been underwhelming in its efforts against fentanyl. Back during uh, Barack Obama's administration, they actually listed fentanyl under the 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 general banner of opioids, despite the fact that they they what they do and how deadly they are is far greater than the opioid crisis. And the opioid crisis was a largely a medical industry problem. And the fentanyl crisis is an illegal drug trade problem. But the U.S. government has consistently been very underwhelming in its response to fentanyl. And now we have this crisis on our hands. And it's not just the fentanyl that makes what's happening at the border with the cartels such a problem. We have a group of four Americans that were traveling to Mexico and they were kidnapped by one of the cartels. Two of them ended up dead. One of them ended up shot. One uh, was fine and I think has actually been returned home. But the, the, they were traveling to Mexico for, uh, for south of the border uh, plastic surgery because that's actually something a lot of people have done um, because it's, it's cheaper to go to Mexico to get the plastic surgery done than to get it done in the U.S., However, hundreds of Americans get kidnapped by the cartels. Hundreds of Americans, thousands of Americans end up dead because of the drugs that they are bringing in to the country. And only now is the Biden administration actually considering reinstating the Trump era policy of detaining families while they get things sorted out because the illegal immigration problem has been so big in the United States. That even the Biden administration cannot ignore it anymore. Kamala Harris is about to go about to travel to Africa. Jill Biden traveled to Africa. Jill Biden went to Ukraine. Not one person outside of Pete Buttigieg from the upper echelons of the Biden administration has stepped foot in East Palestine, Ohio, or has gone to the border in a very long time. They would rather travel out of the country. They would rather avoid the problems that 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 administration has caused or at least has been extremely slow to react on. Rather than face their own mistakes, they want to travel to places abroad and espouse views they don't actually hold because they have no interest in fixing the, the real problems facing their own country. Our response to the fentanyl crisis at the national level has been nothing short of a joke. Really, it has not. It has not been anything to write home about. Locally, we have some very fine law enforcement. Across the states, we have some very fine statewide law enforcement and investigative services doing what they can to fight the fentanyl crisis. But on the national level, our response is a joke and it's killing Americans. All right, let's take this break. How about that? 844-766-6607. If you want to be part of the program, this is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. Be back in just a moment right here on the Moon Grafon Show.
folks, it's Moon Graffon. You're considering building your dream home. Now's the perfect time. And who do you need? Schumacher Homes. They just announced that now through February 28th, you can save up to $40,000 on your custom home. $40,000 on your dream home. Check them out. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Now through February 28th, $40,000 on a custom home of your dreams. Wow, it's the biggest promotion yet. Don't delay. Schedule your free, no obligation design and pricing meeting today by calling or visiting SchumacherHomes.com. And don't forget, my friend, Schumacher Homes has just released another draw-dropping floor plan. That's right, the Savannah Plan. 2,545 square feet that features four bedrooms, three bathrooms. And tell you what, if you're a chef, you're going to love the kitchen. Wow. SchumacherHomes.com. By the way, through February 28th, 30-year fixed mortgage rate. 4.875% at Schumacher Mortgage. That's right, Schumacher Mortgage. They're going to finance it for you, too. Schumacher Homes, what are you waiting on? Let them build your dream homes and get a great deal, too. 40000 off? Wow, through February 28th. Don't hesitate. Call now. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. Pests in Louisiana are as unique as our state. And you need experience to keep the pests away. Termites are responsible for more than $1 billion of damage in Louisiana alone. J&J Exterminating has over 55 years experience in keeping your home safe. Trust J&J Exterminating to shield your home, business, and property 365 days a year with 100% satisfaction guarantee. J&J Exterminating. Line One is a business telecom provider. Line One specializes in cloud-based communication with superior customer service. If you're frustrated with phone bills you can't understand, endless hold time to customer support, and phone system that is not meeting your needs, then you need to go to Line.One and schedule a free consultation to advance your business phone system. Line One, technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. Again, that is Line.One. Shasta Brothers. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon, 844-766-6607 on the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline if you want to be part of the conversation. See, the Biden administration is... I would call them a purely reactive administration. They don't seem to have long-term plans other than destroy the oil and gas industry in the United States, destroy energy independence in the United States overall. But their, their devotion to the cult of climate change has been the only long-term plan they've had and the, frankly, only thing they've been successful at doing. Everything else they've tried to do has just made the situation worse. The, and even their devotion to climate change and trying to stop that, trying to fix that, has been a joke. But it's the only plan they've actually laid out, they followed through on, that, took it, that they put any real effort into. Everything else is reactive. Every time a news story comes up, they seem to react to it. Like take, take, take the spy balloon from several weeks ago. The spy balloon, they were like, we're going to leave that alone. And then there was a bunch of outrage over. So then they waited for it to cross the country and then shot it down. Then spent the following weekend shooting down a bunch of balloons out of the sky. It turns out those were privately owned weather balloons. All because they were reacting rather than actually considering the action beforehand. See, if, 
if we really did recognize that spy balloon when it was launched from China, as soon as it got anywhere close to American airspace, we'd shoot it down. There would be no incident. Nobody would really say much about any much about it. But it was allowed to traverse the whole country, so everybody saw it. It became a viral sensation. And so the Biden administration had to react to it. That's where we are. We have a purely reactive administration. They're reacting to the border stuff now by going back and saying, okay, maybe we do need to detain families. Now they're saying, well, fentanyl's at historic lows. They're trying to react to all the fentanyl stories by lying about it. They're going to try to change their policy about it. Because the Republicans have taken such a hard stance on the fentanyl stuff, they now have to go against the Republicans. And so Karine Jean-Pierre is going to come out and say, yeah, it's at historic lows. Nobody in the administration actually believes it. Their own administration has come out and said what a big problem it is. To say it's at historic lows is to try to imply that they have the situation under control, and they don't. They do not have the situation under control. We, we have people who are unqualified running this administration. What qualification does Kamala Harris have to be the vice president? What qualification does Pete Buttigieg have to be the secretary of transportation? What qualification did Corinne Jean-Pierre have to be uh, the press secretary? For the president, she does a horrible job. She never has any answers. She's always telling people to go ask the question somewhere else. What qualification does anybody working in the Biden administration actually have to do the job they're being asked to do? None of them do. None of them have any sort of qualification whatsoever. And yet, that's exactly what they do time and again. What they do is they they lie, they pass the buck. None of them take the job seriously. And as a result, the entire country is struggling because of it. 844-766-6607 if you want to be part of the program. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. We're going to take this break. Come back at the bottom of the hour with more. What's going on with Russia, Ukraine, all that? What's happening with China? Lots of foreign news that we need to talk about and how it affects you and me. Right here on the Moon Grafon Show. Back in a minute. folks don't do pain do you what am i talking about the joint chiropractic it's unlike anything you've experienced no appointments are necessary just walk in open evenings and weekends no insurance hassles just affordable chiropractic care right now you can take advantage of their new patient special for only 29 dollars, which includes consultation exam and adjustment that's a 45 value 
Find location at you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839 839- 1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit getaspnow.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Prescription products require a higher. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at matthewjames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. He will be back tomorrow live from Baton Rouge. So that should be fun. In the meantime, if you want to be part of the program, 844-766-6607. Let's jump to the phones, in fact. Good morning. Welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. Who's on the line? Uh, Tracy from Anacoco. Hey, Tracy, what's up? Hey, man, uh, maybe you know something I don't about uh, our open primary, the jungle primary that the Republicans are forced to abide by while the Democrats have a closed primary? No, everybody has a, everybody has, uh, the, the primary is uh, open for everybody, isn't it? I mean, we don't, we don't have primaries in, in the state of Louisiana for uh, state elections. Everybody's on the ballot. It's called, uh, in, in most places, it's called a jungle primary where everybody's on the yeah. ballot. Um, and, you know, the conservatives have been fighting for closed primaries for quite a while. Uh, and it has just never gotten out of the legislature, much less to a governor's desk, which is unfortunate. It would be nice if the Republican Party could choose its own candidate. But alas. Amen. I mean, it's it's very um, I think it's one of the things conservatives are probably going to hold against Sharon Hewitt in the race for governor is the fact that I believe she was uh, the one who was going to be in charge of getting a, a closed primary uh, bill into the legislature and it just kind of stagnated with her and, and never got through um, was what I was hearing out of Baton Rouge. Uh, so, I mean, that's one candidate in the race who's opposed it. Uh, Billy Nungesser would have been asked about that had he jumped into the governor's race because he's been opposed to uh, closed primaries as well. He's been on the record on that. So we have a lot of folks in the Republican Party who feel it's more advantageous to them because it dilutes the vote a lot more if it's an open ballot, everybody on. But really, the Republican Party should be choosing 
the Republican nominee, don't you think? Well, yeah, uh, like that, uh, the Louisiana GOP, uh, mm-hmm. don't they have a say in it or just that's for federal elections? Uh, so that's that's for federal elections. So uh, in 2024, there will be a Republican primary vote in Louisiana and Republicans will vote on the Republican nominee for president and Democrats will vote for Democrat nominee for president. But that's only in that's that's only in the presidential cycle uh, for the other federal yeah. elections, Congress, Senate. Uh, we're st- it's still open primary in this state. Everything but the the presidential primary is uh, is uh, is open primary in the state. Unfortunately, yeah, the, the open primaries for the Republicans uh, that that opens the door for a lot of dirty tricks and shenanigans. Yeah. It does. And, you know, it, yeah. it's kind of the opposite of what Rush Limbaugh would call Operation Chaos, where he would tell his listeners to go register as Democrats and go mess with the Democrat elections. It's actually for real what yeah. can happen in the state of Louisiana. And so it's a funny joke, except that when it's an open primary like Louisiana, it it, it really if you're a Republican and you want to make sure that Republicans have a say in who the Republican nominee is, that sort of open primary behavior can really screw things up for you. Because it's just like what happened in getting Clay Sheck Snyder to be the Speaker of the House. You know, he went to the Democrats. The Democrats are, are the reason he became House Speaker, not the Republicans. Democrats were able to get in on that process and vote, and the Republicans were kind of left out of the process by and large because so many Democrats jumped in. Same thing at the well, ballot absolutely. box. We, absolutely. We gave him the... You know, uh, he's sold us out. Yeah. We should have had a a majority. Yeah, we really should have. And we do, but, you know, with Republicans like some of the ones we got, who needs Democrats, right, Tracy? They're not Republicans in name only. Yeah, they are. Tracy, thank you very much for the call. Want to get to some other folks that we've got on the line. Hi, welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. Who's on the line? Call, are you there? All right, caller, I'm not hearing you. Try uh, try back, if you would, please. All right, in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, 844-766-6607, if you want to jump into the conversation. I want to get to this story real quick. Uh, there's some things happening globally that we need to be aware of because it does have an impact on the United States and could have an impact on us. The war with Ukraine. So a lot of folks are really worried about the money that's being sent to Ukraine. And for good reason. You know, we want a proper accounting of the money that's being sent over there. But it looks more and more like the Republican, not the Republican, the Pentagon's goal here is to just let Russia set itself back without us having to fire a gun. Um, the Pentagon is, is more than willing for this money to go to Ukraine because here's what's happening. This is from the economist, the life expectancy of Russian males aged 15 fell by almost five years to the same level as in Haiti, as in Haiti, the number of Republic uh, of Republic, gosh, the number of Russian, I'm, I should know words more. Uh, The number of Russians born in April 2022 was no higher than it had been in the months of Hitler's occupation. And because so many men of fighting age are dead or in exile, 
women outnumber men in Russia by at least 10 million. Russia is going to face a major population crisis before too long because of the way their military has really been beaten in several ways by Ukraine. Russia as a geopolitical threat is is on the decline. They are setting themselves back by decades and the U.S. actually benefits from that. Um, but the, the bigger problem is the Biden administration is more willing to talk about Ukraine and send money to Ukraine and help Ukraine than it is to help with issues here in the country, like at the border, like at um, like in East Palestine, Ohio. They're more willing to do all of that rather than focus on American problems. And now we've also got reports that China and Russia are, in fact, going to be working together and that does pose a a threat because they want to push out western influence from their little sphere of the world i'm not sure that china's not on the decline i'm i'm pretty sure that china you know china came out the other day and said look if america increases its aggressions against us they're going to find themselves in in conflict with us basically threatening war well you don't you're not going to threaten war unless you're trying to scare them off so you don't fight. And I'm wondering if the problem with China is that they know they can't actually stand up to the U.S. either. There's a lot of situations where the Chinese, just by numbers and money, do have an advantage, and our military has been weakened under the Obama administration and the Biden administration. But a a Chinese victory in an armed conflict is also not guaranteed there either. All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump back to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. Hey, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Who's on the line? Hi, uh, this is uh, Tony from Monroe. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I was going to call. Uh, I, I disagree with the open and closed primary you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, with the, with the Republicans that we have here or you know, in the state of Louisiana, we're pretty well sure we're going to have a Republican in the general, I mean, that's yes. not a, that's you know, if the Democrats uh, nominate or, or several Democrats who are way to the far left, you actually could have two Republicans mm-hmm. in the general. So we're always going to have one Republican. Now, if the majority of the Republicans vote for, like like last time, I was for Abraham when he ran for governor. Yeah, uh, and so. That's one reason the Eddie lost because I mean, if you had just had the close, Eddie probably would have beat Ralph, probably heads up just like he did in the jungle. So yeah. I mean, you're not really changing very much when you're talking about going to the close. Yeah. Whereas if, if you get away with the close, you could get away from having two Republicans and not having to worry about a Democrat. So yeah. I don't see a downside to the jungle. Well, uh, and and Republicans. I get that. And, and, and you're not wrong in that. We're pretty much always guaranteed a Republican. The problem is going to come in. If you look at our legislature, how many Republicans would be just as at home with a D behind their name instead of an R? I think that's the problem that a lot of the conservatives have is what if you get one of those sleeper agents in? They're just better fun and they have better talking points and they end up winning, but they're no better than a Democrat. I think conservatives really want to make sure that we can get as conservative a candidate in there as possible. Yeah, but, but again, going back to the jungle, if you're telling me that, let's say a snake sider gets a plurality in the jungle and then it's him versus a Democrat, I mean, why wouldn't he get a majority? I mean, I, I don't think there are Democrats voting for 
Sex night. I just don't think that's who it was. I just think he's more moderate Republicans or, you know, how, how, whatever uh, jungle primary you were talking about, whether it's the Senate or, or House rep. Yeah. So whichever one. I just don't buy that argument that a closed primary is going to give us any different, you know, than what we already have. I just don't. So. I got you. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people who feel the same way you do. Um, and, and I, you know, there are arguments to be made on both sides. I, I favor because I, I just generally like the idea of Republicans voting for Republicans and Democrats voting for Democrats, but you raise some good points as well. Um, so thank you very much for the call. Let me, let me go ahead and take this, take this break. Um, those of you on the line, stick around. We will be back in just a moment right here on the Moon Grafon show. If you want to call in 844-766-6607. Uh, on the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Stick around. We'll close out the show uh, statewide here after this break. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. You hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. I'm Martin Hoke, the life. In the Park 2023, Friday, March 17th, Park International, downtown Lafayette, presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Gates open at 5.30, music starts at 6, with Jamie Bajron and the Kicking Cajuns, Rouge Crew, DJ Digital, and then it's time to stand up and get crunk with the Yin Yang Twins.
This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago. Tickets on sale now at eventbrite.com and at all Legends locations. $20 in advance, 25 day of. The Patty Party rolls all night long with the official after Patty Party on the patio at Legends and Marley's. Patty in the Park, March 17th at Park International. Presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Featuring Jamie Bacheron, Bruce Crew, DJ Digital, and the Yin Yang Twins. Get your tickets now. And welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon, 844-766-6607. If you want to be part of the program, that's the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Real quick, I do want to give a shout out to my hometown, Natchitoches, Louisiana. Those of you from Natchitoches listening, hope y'all are doing great. Congratulations by being named Best Small Town in Louisiana by Southern Living Magazine. Uh, Pretty good honors. If you've never been to Natchitoches, you should make it a point to go. It is a lot of fun. Okay, so like I said, 844-766-6607 if you want to be part of the program. That's the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Before we go, a couple other stories. Um, this one I think should uh, it should worry Democrats a pretty good bit. Let me, let me try to pull it up real quick. I, so for those of you who don't know, I write at redstate.com. I used to write at the Hayride. I need to really start submitting to Scott again. Um, I keep making it a point of wanting to. I just have, I, I write, so I write at, at Moon's, uh, Moon's, uh, his flagship station, KPL965. I write here. I write at redstate.com where I'm a senior editor. And, uh, and so I, I'm often, you know, I'm, I'm writing multiple pieces a day. Sometimes I lose track of all of them. But there was a point to be made yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, two days ago. There's a point to be made that the Democrats should really be worried about. Over the past few election cycles, we've seen a shift, not a significant shift, like not where the Republicans are in the majority with it now, but more and more black and Hispanic voters are not voting Democrat. In fact, they're shifting over to the Republican Party. Donald Trump picked up more black and Hispanic vote than any other Republican in recent memory. Uh, in Florida, Ron DeSantis did the same thing. Ron DeSantis won by 20 points, and it wasn't just because of Republicans. It was because of Democrats voting for him as well. It was because of uh, black and Hispanic voters, particularly Cuban-Americans. I mean, he won Miami-Dade County, which is something Republicans don't do. So there is the possibility for a demographic shift. The Democrats have been claiming for decades that demography is destiny, demographics is destiny, And the more non-white Americans we have as our population, the more Democrats votes we have locked in. And the Democrats are finding out now that that's not necessarily the case. When your policies are so stupid and ridiculous, you're chasing off those other voters. The New York Times has a piece that you really should read. I know it's the New York Times. I understand you don't want to read it. But this is one of those cases where it's like panic for the Democrats. Asian Americans shifting right is the name of the piece from the New York Times a couple days ago. The Chinatown area of Sunset Park, Brooklyn, was a long was long a Democratic stronghold. The party's candidates would often receive more than 70 percent of the vote there. Last year, however, the neighborhood underwent a political transformation. 
Lee Zeldin, the Republican nominee for governor, managed to win Sunset Park's Chinatown, receiving more votes than Governor Kathy Hochul. This shift is part of a national story. In the past two elections, 2020 and 2022, Asian Americans have moved to the right, according to election returns and exit polls. Here are the reasons the New York Times has identified. Republican campaigns have recently increased their outreach to Asian voters, while Democratic candidates had grown complacent. Education issues hurt Democrats. Asian voters have been unhappy with proposals to change the rules for magnet high schools that admit children based on test scores. Many students from those schools are lower-income Asian families. Perhaps most important, the Republicans' anti-crime message resonated following increases in both citywide crime and anti-Asian violence. Lester Chang, a military veteran and a new Republican member of the New York State Assembly, said that the overwhelming reason he won a Brooklyn district beating a Democratic incumbent who had held the seat for 36 years was crime. And Asian Americans are politically diverse. The most heavily Democratic groups include those of Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, and Arab descent. The least Democratic group is Vietnamese Americans, followed by Korean, Cambodian, and Filipino Americans. Asian Americans, by and large, are shifting to the right, some more than others, as that last little demographic note makes a point of. But it's not because the Republicans are necessarily changing their message. See, the Democrats for years have pandered to the uh, to the different demographic groups based on identity politics. A lot of folks of these minority groups are no longer really concerned with the identity politics, and they are more concerned with what actually helps their families, what actually helps, by and large, the community. And it's not, we're going to focus on black issues. We're not going to focus on Hispanic issues. We're going to focus on Asian American issues. No, it's, we're going to focus on crime. We're going to focus on the fentanyl problem. We're going to focus on all of these things that affect all of us. We're not going to treat you special. We're not going to pander to you. Lee Zeldin, who ran for governor and didn't win, but helped get a lot of congressmen into uh, the U.S. House that wouldn't have gotten there otherwise as part of a Republican wave in New York, uh, said this. Well, we need to be competing everywhere in all 50 states. I don't care what state you come from. There are important races, especially down ballot. And we saw it instead of New York sending six Republicans as part of our delegation to D.C., we ended up sending 11. We end up flipping control of the House of Representatives. Nancy Pelosi is no longer speaker. We need yes. to go into Democratic areas, and the best way to get Democrat votes is not to act like Democrats, but to explain why we are proud, principled conservatives. And don't pander. If you go speak to a black group or a Hispanic group or an Asian vote or Jewish group, don't say, I love black people vote for me, I love Asian people vote for me, I love Hispanic people vote for me. Say, we need to improve safety on these streets. Here is how. These are our proposals. We need to improve the quality of education inside of your kids' schools. And he's right. Lee Zeldin said that at CPAC. He's absolutely right on that. See, the Republicans have the chance to win the messaging game because the Democrats are now the rich white elites who teach in universities and have all these great big academic ideas. They've lost their connection to the working class. Now, don't get me wrong. The Republicans are just as much a big fan of big business. I mentioned that at the beginning of the show today. But just by the virtue of not being Democrats and not having the Democrats talking points, the Republicans can actually connect with communities. They can connect with people living day to day 
in our towns, in our cities, not worried about the academic language of the day, but actually being able to say, look, I know the school system has problems and I want to fix that. The best way for Republicans in the state of Louisiana to start picking up black votes is to say we need school choice and we need it now. We have too many people who are trapped in failing schools and failing school systems in the state of Louisiana, and we need to fix that before we fix anything else. And to say, if are you worried about your child's school? We're going to give you the opportunity to go to whatever school you want to send your child to. We will make it to where they have that opportunity so they have an opportunity to succeed and get off the streets and be able to get to places they need to go to be successful in life. We're going to make your child an example of what the American dream really is by being able to get them out of failing schools and give them opportunities for success. That's what the Republican Party needs to do. I want to see our legislature do it this legislative session. I want the Democrats, I want the Democratic governor to veto that, to show that he's in the he's in the pocket of the unions and not for parents and students. All right, that's it for this hour. Uh, the local hour is up next, so stick around if you are uh, in the Lafayette area or if you have the KPL News app. You can listen to it that way. Otherwise, Moon is back tomorrow live from Baton Rouge. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. Talk to you guys as soon as I can. It's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.